another wonderful evening that the Lord has made that we should rejoice and be glad in it. sure we had a wonderful day to the glory of God. Beautiful. Thank you, my day was excellent, was amazing. My day was amazing. The Holy Spirit of God. Are we ready for tonight's meeting? If you have not shared the meeting, you are not ready. Um, if you don't have your Bible close to you, you are not ready. You don't have a pen and a paper, you are definitely not ready. Thank you, my day was fine. You are definitely not ready. 
Everyone say, Father, in the name of Jesus, say tonight, I thank you for your love and your mercies. Say tonight, I thank you for your grace. Say tonight, I thank you for your love. Say tonight, Lord, I ask that you lighten upon me with your understanding and your wisdom in the name of jesus come on let's lift our voice and acknowledge god's royalty and majesty in our life in the moment lift your voice and begin to acknowledge god begin to acknowledge him acknowledge him father we thank you father we thank you father we thank you father we thank you we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise thank you oh my father for giving us your son and for bringing your spirit to us once again father we give you praise Father, we give you praise. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, Life has two sides and two phases of life. And you can never be at the middle. You will definitely be on one side. Either a failure or a success. Either among the poor or among the rich. Either among the sick or among the healthy. Either you are dark or you are fair. Either you are educated or you are illiterate. Either you are knowledgeable or you are ignorant. Either you are powerful or you are weak. Either you are a Christian or you are not. There are two sides of life. 2024 also has two sides. The first half of the year and the second half. But most importantly, 2024 have those who the year is going to be fruitful for and unfruitful. Those who will succeed this year and those who will not succeed. But my question is, which part are you in? And before you jump into, ah, it's a good year for me. Now, I, I want to let you know something that um, it is just more than a statement. All right? It is just more than a statement. It is a revelation. It is a conviction. It is a decision. It is a work. All right? If you have not been, and everybody who is actually a student of the Bible, a student of sound doctrine, and a student of life and philosophy, understands that if you have not created anything in your mind, it will never happen in your life. So if you have not been brainstorming actually, this year on how to experience exponential increase in your life on how to get established 
on how to break out of where you are and what you are in, on how to recreate, to reshape, to rebrand you and what you stand for, then I'm sorry. Either you change and fix things now, or this year might not really be for you. Maybe you have to wait for the coming year. Nothing is handed to you. Things are taken. I've been teaching us for a while now. One of the things crippling an average Pentecostal is the prophetic. As powerful as the... I, I'm not sure a day pass that I don't prophesy. Alright? So before you say, ah, oh, no. I'm not sure one day passes that I don't prophesy. But I've realized I was once a victim that a lot of us have become lazy and lame because of prophecy. Not understanding that prophecy itself is a work. If you read, I think, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 18, Paul was telling Timothy, he said, concerning the prophecies which has gone ahead of you, that thou mightest war a good warfare. He didn't just use the word fight, he said war. So let me tell you what that means. Every time you receive prophecy, you receive problem. Yeah, I know I'm messing up some theology tonight, but it's fine. Every time you receive prophecy, you receive problem. Now, before I'm going to go in, um, let me go into that to explain it. Let me get to my teaching tonight and we pray. I'm going to make a statement that is controversial, but pay attention first. Pay attention before you judge. Are you aware that the churches that are not prophetic are the most peaceful church in the world? The churches that are not prophetic, they are the most peaceful, number one. Number two, they have the highest growth. Number three, they have one of the most industrious people. Check those in government. Check those in businesses, check CEOs and entrepreneurs of big industries, captain of industries, you're going to find them in churches that are not prophetic. So, what is going on? What is missing? I will leave that for another day. Now, the problem is that a lot of us have made ourselves lazy in thinking some people even go as far as not even able to make their own decision on who to marry. They have to look for a prophet. And I was talking to somebody on this platform and talking, talking, how marriage is not working. And I was counseling her. And I asked her, I said, did you pray before getting married? I prayed. Even um, a prophet said that um, this person is my husband. Even my prophet said it. Even my sister prophet um, also confirmed this. How come if God said, this is your husband, why are you going through what you are going through? She was quiet. I said something was wrong. Somebody did not hear God well, which is the whole truth. You know, most of us, you don't actually like the truth, okay? You don't like the truth. You don't take the truth. You don't stay with the truth. You don't obey the truth because you are looking for what we support or what we suggest to that thing you want to do. If it does not suggest to it or support it, then you are not doing 
all right you will not do it or you will feel that um this person is not genuine let's look for somebody just uh can i prophesy prophesy charlie you know me i hear god you know i prophesy but listen a lot of us have become lazy a lot of us have become i don't know the right word to use just because of the prophetic and it will amaze you more that these churches you think are not prophetic are even very prophetic very prophetic because you can't walk with god without hearing god the difference is they are not calling names and numbers and giving details and all of that but there is a dimension of hearing god that is beyond calling names and calling phone numbers and all of that but heavily prophetic there is a dimension of speaking things and life into existence there is a dimension of speaking things and life into existence without actually speaking into details and calling this and calling that and calling that. So you see those who are in such churches that are like example I just gave, they know that their life is in their hand. They take responsibility. A business deal come, they take they make the decision, they take the steps. If it fail, they go back and they try it again. But you see somebody who is in a prophetic church, as advantageous as the prophetic is, amazingly, that has a good advantage to give them. Tell somebody now who is in a prophetic church, I see you, you are supposed to be in Canada. All right? You're supposed to be in Canada. The Lord is going to take you to Canada, and God is going to prosper you and make you rich. Amen. Do you know what the person does automatically? The person we remove detach their mind from every other thing they are doing in life if they had a business they were doing that business would begin to fail because do you know why they stop putting their energy into the business because canada is calling me if they had school they were schooling that school begin to get messed up if they were in the relationship they begin to mess it up they, they lose their energy and because Canada is calling. Not knowing all of these things they are abandoning is actually a skill and a background and a body of knowledge and a defense that we help them in Canada. Most The other set of them will sit down. Ah, God said I'm going to Canada. They sit down. They don't do anything. They don't, some don't even have passports. No passport, no contact, no connection, no knowledge. They have not done research on how does it work, what do I do, what if I get there, what kind of jobs, what kind of food cries there. What did if you enter there, you don't see them. Um, I'm looking for trotro. This somebody because they 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 refuse to learn. I'm looking for trotro. Um I want to go to um um Kaneshi market. I'm looking for the market. And the person asking, What is Kaneshi? Uh, market where I can buy say market go to the mall no not mall uh, not mall I don't want Westies mall I don't want a cram I want the market and you see them there by the time they manage to enter bus mate 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 last stop and you see you realize that they know nothing they prepared for nothing they learnt nothing because they've hung it on the prophecy so prophecy must take everything so by the time they now land and begin to experience suffering instead for them to go back to knowledge now the first thing they, and the next thing they begin to do is to start looking for another prophet and begin to ask him this thing prophet will always see 
If I say let's prophesy now, Charlie, we will see a lot. And there are two directions of the of the prophetic, two dimensions. One is what God is saying now. Two is what the prophet is seeing now. I've thought of this again and again. I'm sure it has not entered our head. I can decide to see, but yet God not, is not the one showing me. I can decide now to see and it will be accurate. I can tell you what you ate, tell you where, where you went to, tell you your mother's name, yet God is not the one speaking. Why? I have gotten a gift and I've built myself to step into the spirit realm to see things. The gift of sight is a neutral gift. That's why even witch doctors can see, malams can see, uh, witches can see, marine people can see. It's a neutral gift. The, all the difference is what is the source, what is supplying you your vision? Is it God or demon? So a prophet can tell you, ah, um, joy is your husband because the John is the one, as he opened the vision, he saw John, John is going to be richer and all of that, or that's the name he saw. Yeah, yes, uh, one of them is John, yeah, confirm, go. And after five years, John also happens to be a ritualist. Ah, but the prophet said, what stopped you from going? This is why I, I want believers who are going to take their life serious. The prophetic, listen, I'm not talking down on the prophetic because I'm not planning to stop prophesying now. I will not stop tomorrow. I will not stop next week. I will not stop next year. I will not stop next 10 years. But there are things if we don't learn right, we're going to die with prophecies and they will never come to pass. All right, let me leave this topic. Do everywhere is quiet. I think I've already caused a problem. So let me go into the issues of tonight thank you father thank you father lord we give you praise lord we give you praise okay let me lighten up everywhere somebody one of my daughters few minutes ago um i was just scrolling through whatsapp to share the link for the meeting and i saw her whatsapp status i started to open it and she's doing a teaching that all these men that um, tells their wife um to do monkey style to do snake style after the woman has gone to work and come back and wash and done this and done that the woman is tired and i said telling the woman to come and, and do this time stop all these things stop listen to me now if you're under the sound of my voice if your husband asks you for snake stylo tolo tolo stylo mosquito stylo madam give it to so that your marriage will last too if your wife asks you for elephant stylo and um, cockroach stylo um uh, what is it called says a fly um which other animal cry exists hippopotamus antelope please oh, give it hmm? a joyful style is a joyful home joyful style joyful home And listen, if you are here listening to me, you sense the calling of God on your life. All right? While you wait to grow, 
while you wait to grow stay around what you know don't jump into things out of emotion and sentiment or because you want to communicate a message stay in what you know and submit yourself to knowledge don't jump into because you have to just say something you have to share listen most of us eh, we will we, we, we miss our way because of five minutes video on facebook somebody just shares something you don't even understand or oh, out of emotion yeah it's correct you've shared it and you've taken it um yeah if you must be great you must cut off everybody and that's how you you miss your destiny helpers Listen, learn accurately, submit yourself. I keep talking about submission. Most of you think, oh, maybe um, they are looking for... Listen, I don't... Me, me here, me. There are people here who are, Papa, I want to be a son. I want to be... A, uh, uh, I want you to be my father. Me. After that, I will get back to you. Tina, I've not gotten back. I've not gotten back. I've not gotten back. Because I'm not interested. That thing is a very terrible work. Very terrible. But when I tell you, look, look for a place to submit... All I'm saying in a simple word, who is your pastor? Yeah, I know you listen to me. You listen to Prophet Eskukua. You listen to Prophet Bediaku. You listen to um, Prophetess this and that. Who is your pastor? Who is your father? Who, run, who do you run your decisions by? Okay, 2024 is here. Who did you take your plans to? 2024, these are my plans for the year. These are my goals. If nobody, you have no father. If nobody, either you have no vision or you have no father. And you don't assume a father. A father knows the child and the child knows the father. This is why many of us are failing. And we don't understand. This is why many of us are failing. Who is pushing you? I was just praying a few minutes ago before I came online. Okay, about 30 minutes or 15 minutes. Suddenly, a daughter of mine, she just appeared to my face. God said, go and tell her that you should get go and get into a fashion school or a makeup class. I'm, I've given her a boutique already. And this and this and this and this are the things that will follow and all of that. This is a prophetic word for 2024. So I went to her WhatsApp and I sent it to her. I said, look at, look at, look at. And she just said to me, say, a few minutes ago, I was just calling your name. I was just calling your name. And that was how you came to answer. You know why she called my name and I answered? There is a connection in the spirit. Some of you have called my name once. I've not felt it. There are people, if they call me, I, I must feel it, whether it's good or bad. I must, I must sense, I must feel, I must... I'm telling you, I can call their names here. I must sense it, I must feel it, I must hear something. It will not go beyond 24 hours. I must speak it, call them, or I message them. So who is your father? Who leads you? Who, who, who guides you? Nobody is looking for you to control or manipulate you. Listen, I don't have that time, oh. As I'm here, the kind of, if I tell you the kind of things in my head, you to be looking for who will be calling me, Papa, I'm looking for. In fact, if you even know how much I hate that title, Papa, I wish you know. Just call me Pastor Nobet, I'm fine. If you know how much I hate that thing, make me feel old, like one gray hair. Not I'll be looking in the mirror if I already have gray hair or something. Charlie, just everybody to be happy and have joy. Just call me Pastor Norbert. We are fine, no? We are cool and we go about our day like nothing happened. Listen, submit yourself to an authority 2024. Submit yourself to an authority 2024. Keep yourself to where you can learn. All right? It doesn't make you foolish. 
put yourself. Let me tell you a funny story. I was with my wife. I went to somebody who I have um, been seen as a mentor, and I want to get a proper mentorship. I want to get an official mentorship. Mentorship, you can be mentored from far or from close. So I went to the person and I said, I want you to be my mentor. While I was talking, I discovered his face just changed. Um, he was excited, but not excited. And he said to me, okay, what you have asked is good, no problem. Um, go and bring two guarantors. I'm like, am I buying land or I'm marrying a wife? I didn't say become my spiritual father. I say mentor in my mind. I didn't say it to him. Mentor. He said, not because I don't trust you, but I've built so much integrity to throw it away in one day. Go and bring two guarantors. Number one. Number two, they must be pastors and they must be elderly people. All right. So when you bring them, then we can now start discussing whether it will be possible. That's not a guarantee. That is just we will now start discussing whether, you know, most of you, the reason why you don't take mentorship serious, you get it easily. People like us, we don't miss, we don't take it for granted because it costs us. It costs us. So you don't know what it is. You can just, there are things I can't, I can't post on Facebook because the kind of call that we get now, I will be in trouble. I remember a prophet in this country, Prophet Al Bernard. Something happened recently and a man began to um, insult him and all of that. He went on Facebook to blast the man. Somebody called me, come and see you. Your mentor is online. So I went online. I was just there watching. And this is, I mean, I was even enjoying the whole thing. Suddenly, Bishop Ajinansari called him. Somebody went to call Bishop. Bishop came online. I saw Bishop joined online. So then I started called him. While he, the wife had called, he said the wife should not call him again. This matter must be judged. He, he doesn't want to hear. So but then I started call him. Before you know, um, Apostle Malet Inku called him. Before you know, Prophet um, Reverend Vito was saying Kumasi called him. He went off live instantly, deleted the video. Who can call you to order? Let me leave this topic and let's let's get to it. You know, most of us at your level where you have not gotten anything, cry, nobody can talk to you. So imagine when God lifts you. So what will happen? You are not deliberately, de you just live your life passively, you just move. Suddenly you get to a point, you are stuck, and that is when you now realize you've taken the wrong step. Now you are looking for prophecy. Listen, I'm, I'm already teaching you. I'm teaching already. This part of my teaching for tonight. Certain prophecies you are looking for is a sign that you've already taken the wrong step in destiny. Certain prophecies you are looking for, certain directions, is a sign you've already made a major destiny mistake. Listen, listen, 2024, look for somewhere and sit down. It's very powerful to have plenty profit, it is, but that can also lead to plenty confusion. Now imagine, let me give you an example. This 2024, right? So now you have five prophets, five fathers you submit to, four fathers you submit to. So now they said, this one said this year is the year of come, I come. The other one said this year is go, I go. The other one said this year is chop, I chop. The other one said this year is the year of heaven must answer by fire. The other one said this year is a year of no fire, only water. The other one said this year is a year of kerosene and petrol mixture. So which, what is your, your word? What is your prophetic word for the year? Let's forget all the jokes now and take the message. What is now your prophetic word for this year? Where do you stand? 
So at the end of the day, you're going to end up the year confused. You're going to end up the year not actually stepping into the fullness of God's agenda for your life for the year because you don't even know where you stand. So every word, every some of you now as we if we stay too long, we don't prophesy. You will go off the next the next uh, meeting or the next platform. Some of you now once it's nine thirty, we are not we are not done. You go off the next meeting. You enter the pray. If that one is not done, you look for the one that start prophecy by twelve o'clock. You join. If that one is not done, you enter another one. So you are just everywhere. So at the end, you sleep more confused. You wake up more confused. You continue the week and the month very confused so where is your direction and there are people who have no they have they have not received a prophetic word but they have a voice of direction a voice of instruction a voice of correction over their life telling them do this don't do that and they are succeeding a thousand times more than you that have plenty of prophets so which one do you prefer to hear what we excite you or to enter into destiny fulfillment I told somebody yesterday, send me your financial plan for 2024. When she sent it, and I, from what I have I've studied, most of our money goes into seed. I said, this year, cut down your seed. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And many prophets will not tell you this. Many pastors will not. I said, cut down your seed. Cut down your seed. Don't give. Every seed is not for you. Don't be emotional. Every seed, when they say give this seed, understand the seed that is for you. Every seed is not for you. Save more this year so that you'll be able to establish. Then you can now give God more in the future. Many, listen, listen, give in a way that you can still be a giver tomorrow. I believe in giving. I believe in. If I tell you how much I've given since on the first year, now you're going to shout. I'm not joking. If I tell you the seed that I've left missing on the first thing now, you will shout. I believe so. But give in a way that you can still give tomorrow. Because one of the strengths of giving is consistency. Nobody recognizes a former giver. Nobody. Nowhere. Not in the secular world. Not in the church. Give in the way you can still be a giver tomorrow. Don't paralyze yourself. This is not to endorse stinginess. I'm not approving some people's stinginess. Uh -huh, I said it. I'm not approving your stinginess. No, man. No, sir. I'm not approving your stinginess. But I'm telling you that there's a way to this thing. And if you are careless, your money is just going to end up in like Susu, what Ghana calls Susu contribution. Nigeria call it daily pay. It's going to end up in daily pay, in prophetic directions, left and right, prophet left and right, corner and center and all of that because you are not properly being taught and you don't want to be taught. That is the problem. You don't want to be taught. You just want what suits you and what suits you. Continue. Continue. In a short while, we will meet at the front. Then we will know whether the thing worked or not please did you get what i said at all i never said i'm against prophecy i've never said i'm against direction of course i give direction i never said i'm against you following um, pastors online or following prayer platform i never i never said don't say what i didn't say don't assume what i didn't say listen accurately so that you can take the right step it is important that i, I give that clarity May God give us understanding in the name of Jesus. May God give us understanding in the name of Jesus. All right, let's get into the word for the day. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I ask that you put your word, your timely word in my mouth and let it come to the ears of your people. We come against every dullness in hearing. We come against every disobedience that we hear you and obey accurately. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. We are talking on changing seasons, changing seasons, changing seasons, changing seasons. If you can hear me, go ahead and declare that word with me. My season is changing. All right. How to change seasons? Some of you, um, you don't, you drive. Some of you, um, you've been in cars, you've watched drivers. Some of you, you've watched it in t- on TVs. Now, when you are driving, there are protocols for changing lanes. You don't just carry your steering and turn to the next lane. Another car might be coming and you run into that car or that car run into you and that becomes what we call accident. All right. So when you realize you are in a lane you shouldn't be, there's a time to be on the speed lane or the service lane. There's something called travigator. There's something called your brake pad, which you step on. The brake slow the car down. You travigate, but that does not work in Africa. Africa, if you want to change lane, you have to threaten the person in the next lane. Just put your head. The person will be the one to run for you so that you will not enter. If not, they will not mind you. All right. That's just on the lighter note. So the same thing with life, with destinies, and with seasons. If you try to shift seasons carelessly, you might crash. If you try to shift seasons carelessly, you might end up having destiny accidents. And at the end of the day, you realize that something has gone wrong in your life. Genesis 26 from verse 1 to 14. Genesis 26 from verse 1 to 14. Quite long. um, Let's try to read it through. It's going to help us um, in certain things. It is still our year of establishment. All right. But it's important we understand how to navigate through certain things so that we can be properly established this year. I've told you again and again, I've told you again and again and again and again and again. It is our year of establishment and another simple word for establishment is building. So by the end of the year, you're going to show me what have you established. So it's not just a word to hang in the air. What have you established? I told you it's a year of intentionality. What have you built this year? Business, marriage, finance, relationship, career. What have you, by the end of the year, you have to bring it to the table, what you have built. Of course, nobody is taking it from you. But we need to find that if all you learned, you actually made use of them or you threw them away. And I pray that by the end of the year, you will have something tangible to show for in the name of Jesus. 
Now let's read that scripture. Genesis 26 from verse 1. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech king of the Philistines unto Gerar, and the Lord appeared unto him. I thought somebody was posting the scripture and said, Go not down into Egypt and dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in the land and I will bless thee and I will be with thee, sorry, and we bless thee. Fear not. Who is posting my scripture? I will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. From verse 4, And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven, and we give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandment, my statutes, and my law. All right, from verse 6, And Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked him of his wife, and he said, She is my sister, for he feared to say she is my wife. Lest, said he, the men of the place shall kill me for Rebekah, because she was fair to look upon. And it came to pass when she had been there, when he had been there a long time, that Avimelech king of the Philistines looked out at the window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, of a shorty, she is thy wife, and how saidest thou she is thy sister? She is my sister. Isaac said unto him, Because I said, Lest I die for her. Imagine, it's not even ready to die for her. Verse 10. And Abimelech said, What is this that thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have lain with thy wife, and then shouldest have brought, and thou shouldest have brought guiltiness upon us. Verse 11. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that tortured this woman, this man, or his wife, shall surely be put to death. Verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land, and received in that same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man was great, and went forward, and grew until he became very great. Verse 14, the last. For he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. Can I get a different version? Verse um, 12. Okay, give me 13. Can I get the different version on 13 and 14? Quickly, if you can. NIV, NLT, KJV, not KJV now. Amplified or something. Quickly, is it possible? Thank you, precious Father. 
All right, bless you. When Isaac planted his crops, I said from 14, you guys are taking me back to 13. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. He became very a very rich man, and his wealth continued to grow. All right. He became a very rich man, and his wealth continued to grow. Verse 15. Verse 4. Okay, let's read. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats and herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. All right. Now let's just cut it short. From verse 1 of the scripture, the Bible said there was famine. We know what famine is. Hunger, scarcity, dryness, emptiness, and struggle. Then in verse 13, the Bible said the man became very rich. That in verse 14, people began to envy him. Okay? Suddenly, there was dryness. Suddenly, there was abundance. The Bible said it was around the same season. All right? The Bible did not state if it was the same year that there was famine, that he became very rich. The Bible only said it was the same year that he sowed, that he became very rich. Okay? It, the Bible didn't state whether it was the same year. Whether it took five years, it took ten years, but the year he sowed, that was when he became very rich. Now, before I get into this scripture, with this, into this whole thing, we're talking about changing seasons. So this man was living in a season of emptiness, a season of dryness, a season of hardship, and he had made certain decisions that had actually affected his prosperity. I'm going to show you one of the major decisions that he made. He had made so many decisions that had affected his prosperity. And one of those decisions that he was making, the Bible said he went to Abimelech, the king of Gerar. So which means... There was already a plan for him to go to Egypt. The next verse immediately, God said, God warned him, don't go to Egypt. Listen, in the time of hardship and difficulty, there are places you must not go to, even if there is food there. In the days you are naked, there are places you must not go for clothes, because that clothes might be your funeral clothes that you wear. Don't get moved. Listen, the Bible said the just shall live by faith. So a believer's life is not driven by circumstance and economic prediction. Your life is moved by what God is saying, the word of God. Let your life be guarded by faith. I know things look hard. The economy looks funny. Your academics now looks like it's tight. But can you find out what God is saying and stay there? It doesn't fail. I tell you the truth. If it failed, then it wasn't God. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. God said, don't go. God, how do you tell me not to go right now? I'm seeing food in Egypt. All right? Now, note this. <laughs> Before now, 
Before now, Abraham had wanted God to show him in, in the book of Genesis, I think chapter 17. I wanted God to show him who, how it is possible for him to get a child because nothing is what God said. I'm going to give you a son. I'll make you a father of nations. Abraham said, okay, how do I know? God said, okay, go and bring me a sacrifice. Let me confirm. He went to get a sacrifice. And while he was trying to make the oblation, he slept off. When he slept off, an evil bird came and perched on the sacrifice. And God placed a curse on Abraham's generation and said, 400 years your children will go into bondage and they will serve the Egyptians, then they will come out then before they will now begin to live their own life. So God saw if Isaac had taken that step, Isaac would have been the one to be in bondage. Isaac would have been in bondage for 400 years. In Egypt but because he had not lived a life that doesn't please God God have to intervene and come through for him very quickly but when he got to the turn of Joseph brothers they sold the way Joseph without asking God I'm sure God was talking to their heart don't say this guy don't say this guy they disobeyed and they sold him and suddenly there was food only in Egypt again it happened to Abraham. It happened to Isaac. Now it came back again in the days of Jacob and his children. And they went down to the same Egypt. God warned their father not to go to. They went down to the same Egypt. That was how they now became slaves for 430 years before Moses came and brought them out. Be careful where you go to for help. Be careful where you run to because things are hard. Because you might be entering your own bondage without knowing. You might be entering your own bondage without knowing. Be careful who you run to because you just want to get married. You might be entering into your bondage without knowing. Alright. So Isaac held back and left. Now the second thing we see from that scripture. The Bible never stated Isaac prosperity because... He was living a lie. He told them that Rebecca was his sister when Rebecca was his wife. Did you notice the moment they found out the truth and he admitted the truth? That was when he sold in the land and began to prosper. Did you notice that? The moment the truth came out, that was when he began to prosper. So, Trying to cut corners, trying to forge things, to fake things, to make things quick and easy, we withhold God from releasing the best to us. We can stop the hand of God from releasing the best to God when we try using our own human ways and calculation and strategies to be able to get out of certain situations. Today, we have different names for lies now. Some call it black lie. Say some is white lie. Say some is uh, whatsoever. I don't know the color of your own lie, but the lie is lie. And the repercussion is all the same. The repercussion is all the same. I have a good news for someone tonight. The truth pays more. The truth pays more. Every time you lie, you will definitely need another lie to hide your lie. 
if I if um, I tell you now I am going to Togo, and suddenly you found me in Tamale. All right, and I lied to you not because something happened. I lied to you, and you found me in Tamale. I would have to lie a different lie. Why I am in Tamale? So now I have lied another lie. But if I have told you the truth, I'm not going to Togo. I'm going to Tamale. When you meet me there, I don't need to explain because I told you this where I was going to. So it is more peaceful. It is cheaper. The truth is more peaceful and it's cheaper. Let's stay in the truth. Isaac never... Now, what that did to him, look at what that did to him. Because of the fear of they will take his wife, he never sold in the land. Many of us are in a situation where we are not putting our everything into our business because you are not sure whether you even stay in that country or you will stay in that city. So every money you make, you are sending back to Ghana. Every money you make, you are sending back to Ghana. The country where you are in, building your life, you have no good house, you have no good mattress. I was shocked when somebody in the U.S. was telling me, was it the U.S. or UK? I can't remember that I'm laying on the floor with the wife blasted the person. Come on, go and buy mattress. Not because the money wasn't there. Your family you are sending money to, they've bought the biggest, the biggest mattress, 18 inches, and you are laying on the floor with cloths. So, what? Listen, if you don't feed what is feeding you, you will soon die. If you don't feed what is feeding you, you will soon die. And when you die, those people you think that they are the ones you are trying to preserve. They will not remember you. You can give it time. That business that is feeding you, feed that business back. Stop eating everything. Stop looking for what to do. When of you just began business that have not grown, you are looking for profit. You are looking for how to buy the latest bag, the latest shoe, a business that is merely breathing. If you don't feed what is feeding you, what is feeding you will die, then you too will follow what is feeding you and die also. There is a wisdom to life. If you miss it, you are gone. So Isaac was making the same mistake. He was not investing in the land. Don't forget, God have told him, I'm going to show you a land to stay. Now he has discovered the land, yet he was not investing into the land. So nothing was working. There is no magic anywhere. There is no magic anywhere. If you don't know what to do and do what you what you now know to do, at the end of the day, your life is going to pass before your eyes. Your life is going to pass before your eyes. When you see people who say, oh, I was once rich, now I became poor, I was once this. Listen, before you get into empathy and sympathy and all of it, listen, go back, check their patterns, check their principles, what were they doing, what were they believing, how were they living when everything was fine, you're going to find out a lot of broken principles. I'm not saying there is no play of demon that can bring people down, but many at times, many at times, 
walking outside principle happens to be the biggest problem. Walking outside principles. Happens to be the biggest problem. Let me run through this so that we can pray. If you must change seasons, number one thing you do is to live by principles. Live by principles. All right? Adopt not just principles, live by kingdom principles. And not just kingdom principles. There are principles that are social, that are yet beneficial to your life. All right? For example, taking your bath is not in the Bible. But of course, you know if you don't take your bath, you will kill everybody around you with body odor. Brushing your teeth is not in the Bible. But you know, if you don't brush your teeth, very soon nobody will be your friend anymore. Entering a car is not in the Bible. If you trek to a long distance, you know very soon what will happen to you. All right? So live by principles. Have principles that govern you. What do you do every day? What is your routine every day? You press phone or you sleep or you eat or you work. What is your routine every day? I was listening to a podcast about setting. Somebody made a podcast and surveyed some group of billionaires and the person said something. He said, I've learned that every one of them have a daily routine and none of them work less than six 6 a.m. in the morning, they are early at 6, they are off the house. And the one that come home so early, so early, comes home 5 p.m. And when they come home, they still keep working. He said, if you hardly find them resting, you hardly find them resting. But check out somebody who is even their staff, their staff. He has taken two vacations to Dubai in a year. How much is he earning? 4000 and the one who is running the company in billions because he knows he has more risk to protect. He has more things to build. But the other one just came, oh, let, let's chop this life. This life, I can't kill myself. You have to kill yourself. Oh. You would have to kill yourself. If you really want to go far, you have to kill yourself. Oh, you see, nobody knows when you will die. You eat your life today because tomorrow is not sure. Listen, tomorrow is sure for me. There are things we shouldn't buy from the world as believers and begin to waste our life and our time. Don't buy it. Tomorrow is sure. What if you die now? What if you don't die now? What if you don't die now? You must put things in balance and checks so that you'll be able to deal with the things you have to deal with. So Isaac, you see Isaac's principle, Isaac kept to the God of his fathers. You see God began to uh, bring back the promises he made to Abraham already, to Isaac. If you read that scripture, you go from verse 2 down, and the Lord appeared unto Isaac and said, Go not down into Egypt and dwell in the land which I will tell thee of verse 3. Sojourn in the land that we... And I will be with thee, and I will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed. I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. So you see, Isaac kept the God of Abraham his father. So he didn't wake up and began to say, oh, what is it? My father has been a Christian all this while. It didn't work. Then why should I also be a Christian? No, he kept to the same principle. He kept to the same principle. 
kept to the same principle. And God said to him, verse 5, he said, because Abraham, your father, obeyed my voice. That is why I want to do these things for you. But it's not enough for your father to obey my voice. You also have to align yourself to these same principles. We saw Isaac followed, kept the, the principle of following God. We saw Isaac wept. The Bible said, Isaac, can we get verse 12 in a different version? All right. That scripture, sometimes we have used it to explain a different context. All right. Which is fine. But the true intent of that context, don't give me KJV now. Give me Genesis 26 verse 12. Look at it. When Isaac planted his cross, Isaac wept. He was a farmer. KJV will tell you so. I'm not saying, all right? KJV will tell you so. Some other version will tell you so. All right? That's, that um, verse comes on different contexts and it represents a lot of things. But what Isaac actually did, the Bible said Isaac planted in that land. All right? He planted his crops in that land. And the same year, he reaped. So this year, what are you establishing? What are you planting? What are you building? Can you take that your business serious this year? I, I have some people who are around me, nice, hardworking people, have some good product. Some they sell shoes, some they sell hair, some they do makeup. And I ask them, how do you market your business? And I hear my WhatsApp status. I feel so disappointed. I feel so disappointed. Your WhatsApp status is where you say goose. Are you serious? Somebody who wants to succeed? Your business don't go far with friends and families. Most times, your money is in the pocket of strangers. Because you're going to end up working for those who tell you, oh, you see, now I don't have money for shoe. Um, can I just buy one? I'll pay you later. Um, you see this hair? Um, I will pay you small, small. Our salary, they are delaying and all of that. And you see this makeup? I have one wedding. See, I don't have money now. Just do me the makeup. No stranger will dare that rubbish. No stranger will dare. But you see your friends and your family, they will be the first to kill your business. And you are advertising business only on WhatsApp. Is that how poor you want to be? Is that how poor you want to be? It, it's a sign that you have no goal for the year. You have no target for the year. You have no plan. You don't have. Don't tell me, oh, I, no, 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 no. You don't. If you do, then you're going to take a different approach. Uh, let me ask you now. So all your adverts on WhatsApp for the week, how many people have bought? How many did you sell? And you act like you are busy. You put plenty clothes, plenty shoes, plenty. So this is how many did you sell? If you are doing that, it should be that you build contacts on that line who are neutral people. Wisdom demand, if you want to do that, get a different line. If you want to use your line, fine. Get a different line. Let your customers beg them to save your number, save their number so they can see it. So every time you get a new stock, you share, your customers, not friends and family, they will be the first to see. Now they have what they call WhatsApp TV. They have what they call WhatsApp channel that you can build and create a platform beyond and even others can join and you can do your... And I don't know how people who claim to have target, who claim to have a plan, you are selling business on your personal Facebook page. You are not building a, a, a business page. You are not building a business account. No, it's your personal page. Your friends will be... Uh, have you, how, many of, how many of your family members have shared your goods 
on your Facebook page. Let me let's let's get let's get read now. How many members of your family have actually shared what you are selling on Facebook? No, let, let's be read now. Let's 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 be read. How many of your friends have shared that thing you said you are selling? How many of them have shared it for you? We 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 cocoon ourselves around poverty, all right, out of religiosity. So at the end of the day, we say nothing is working. I'm a tighter. I don't know how, why nothing is working. I'm a give out. I've been praying. You know. No, the problem is that your sense, you have you have put your sense under your leg. You are working with your sense under your leg. So you will not be able to think. If you are, if you actually have a goal, you're gonna be driven. There will be a push. If you have a goal, you have a target that this year I'm gonna sell a hundred thousand Ghana cities. And some of you now, as I said it, ah, that's my small business because you don't even believe it. You don't even believe it. I went out today. Somebody told, um, sent me a video of a hall in one nice place in, a, um, in Accra some weeks ago. So I said, let's go and check it. So I drove there with my wife and we got to the place, saw the hall. It wasn't really what we wanted, first of all. So I just said, okay, let's find out the price and let's talk. And while we got talking, the man said to me that a month is $1,500. That is the price for one month. And mind you, every hall, every of the hall downstairs, they are all occupied. Even up, they are occupied. They are not empty. So people are doing business. So I, I now said to myself, and you barely find a church in such facility because the church can't even afford it as it were. So I said to myself, those in the world are running businesses, running risks, and they are putting checks and balances, and they are making the results. And even we that claim to be, oh, if a man being Christ, a new creature, all things are passed away, I am the light. We go to open shop in darkness. Check Christian businesses. Check where you find stickers of all the men of God. It's on tables, tables. Uh, but what is it called? Pure water tree on the head. As a food, they have put up their prophet sticker. Um, show the uh, buffalo show glass that they carry on their head. The this thing is where they have put the prophet sticker. They had to sell, and when they come back at the end of the week, they say it's not selling. It's not selling. I don't know what's happening. Prophet, pray for me. Business is not working. It's not working. And those who are not serving God are taking the right steps, taking the right approach, taking the right principle, and they are making the result. And those who claim to serve God are walking in mediocrity. And at the end, we say, where is God? I've said this to us before, and I'm saying it again, that principles are universal. Principles are not religious. Principles are universal. Whoever that keeps them is the people and the person that it will work for. If an unbeliever keeps the principle of hard work and excellence, they're going to get the result. If an unbeliever practices the principle of sowing, they are going to reap because these principles are not spiritual. They are not religious. They are open to all, to everything, to everyone that does them. 2024, learn principles and stay by them. 
The Bible said Isaac worked. He sowed in that land. Listen, listen. The Bible said, show me your faith without works. And I will show you my faith. My faith. This was James speaking now. I will show you my faith with my works. So if you tell me you have faith, there's a way you must behave. Faith does not mean folding your hand. I believe folding your hand and go and sit down. No man, no man. That's not faith. That's laziness in disguise. Show me your faith. Your work has to be backed up. As a matter of fact, the sign that you believe in the prophecy that I gave to you is that there should be action backing it up. The sign that you believe in the prophecy is that there should be actions backing up the prophecy. Not sitting your hand, folding your... It will pass you by. And do you know what always happens? I've told you before. What always happens is that very soon you will see somebody doing what looks like what God told you. You've realized it. The things that God told you to do, the things that God put in your heart, the things that the things you plan to do. You want to do this kind of business. You want to do it. Sometimes by the time you plan it, nobody had done such business in your city, in your street, in the environment you have planned. Now, while you are there planning out, money, money, suddenly somebody else has started exactly the same thing. Nothing left, nothing adding because of our procrastination and religiosity. Somebody else have. Let me tell you what happens. Every time God gives you an idea, every time God gives you a word, every time God gives you a vision, God did not give only you. God sprinkled it in the atmosphere. Let me repeat what I said. Every time, if I say, now, run. I didn't, if I say, Mrs. Sika, run. I spoke to one person, but a lot of persons heard, heard me. So everyone can decide to take the same decision Why she is still standing. And she will say, and before I got there, they've already taken what you said. I should go and run and take. And that's it. So when God gives you an idea, God sprinkles it in the atmosphere. So over 100 persons around you receive the same idea. Who take the step first is the one that God will honor. So 2024, will you still fold your arms and be waiting for what you think you are waiting for? Will you still fold your hand and be saying, no, oh, one day it go better? Will you still fold your hand and say, God, we do it? Or you're going to wake up and say, God has done it, and I'm going to take the step and see what God will do through me? Most of the excuse we have, why we have not done what we are to do, I can tell you the truth that God has no hand in the excuse. God's hand is not in it. God's hand is not in it. Why are you not married? Hmm. I'm waiting for God's time, oh, and there are four men in the line waiting for you. Are you waiting for the, a man called God's time? Or I don't understand what is the God's time you are waiting for. Explain to me. Don't tell me you are praying and it's not working. When you are not doing what you have to do. Number one. Number two, like I was saying to us earlier, some prayer points, some fasting is a sign that we have lost it already. 
some prayer topics we are praying, some fasting we are doing, is a sign that we have lost it already. If you did the right thing, you wouldn't have been in that situation. I'm not judging anybody now, but I'm telling you that we are breaking principles. That is why we are going through what we are going through. It's a sign we've lost it already. Can we be restored? Oh, yes. Can things change? Oh, yes. But don't just pray. All right? Find principles and ask for instructions. You don't... Listen now. Listen. Somebody who wants to get to, let's say, Nigeria, and you have focused your car on the Tamale Road, driving at 120 um, um, meters per hour. All right? You want to get to Nigeria, so you focus on Tamale, and you are driving at 120 kilometers per hour, and you are speeding, and you are speeding. With all your speed, you will not end up in Nigeria. You're going to find yourself actually in Burkina Faso. All right? You will arrive early, but you will arrive in the wrong place. So, the person might will pray, you know, I receive speed. Every obstacle on the way, I remove it. Any demon that says I will not on the wrong direction. Praying, sweating, I release angels. This is what a lot of us are doing. On the wrong lane, yet firing prayer. Dating somebody you know that will never marry you, yet firing prayer. In a business, you know there is no future, yet firing prayer. Living in a location where you know your destiny is not there, yet firing prayer. So at the end, you come. I don't know what's working. It's not working. I've tried and tried and tried and tried. But somebody who is going to Nigeria and follows the voter region and is driving at 80 kilometers per hour, we definitely arrive there even if it is not early. Direction is better than speed. So don't be too zealous, don't be too gigantic, energetic when you are not actually running on principles. Someone reached out to me one day about something. And I knew this thing is going to get, um, bring the person into a problem. So I told her, I said, stay connected. Just stay connected. Because there are teachings and principles you hear. You will not miss your way. You will not miss your way. And suddenly the person disappeared. I told the person what to do a certain thing. The person didn't mind me. And I kept quiet and I focused. You have your life. I only have, I've told you, I'm not the kind of person that I tell you what to do. You don't do, you get angry. No, my word is only an opinion. My word is a law to very few persons. Those who I know have seen me as an instructor and I've seen them as those who will take my instruction. Outside that, even with that, I can't still make my word a law for you 100%. My word is not a law. I will not only guide you, instruct and advise you and I leave you to the rest. And the person disappeared for a while and all of that. By the time the person reappeared, some things were already broken. There were issues already. And the person said to me, he said, Pastor, tell me what to do. I just want to get this thing back. This is not to mock the person or whatsoever. But I'm telling you that one, there are things once you do, the right things will no more work. Pastor, tell me any amount of seed now, I will give it. Any amount of seed I need to give, I will sow that seed. I said, this thing is not about seed. <laughs> 
And so it, this is why you must sit down. Because somebody who just wanted your money can tell you, all right, right now go and get um, 2,000, get 5,000. Listen, this thing, principles are broken. It will go. It will go. It will go. And you can't go back for the seed. It's gone and it's gone. Because the right thing is not done at the right time. Principles are broken already. Let me repeat what I said. Some prayers we are praying is a sign that we've already made major mistakes. So while you are praying, now, the person now that I gave example driving to Tamale at 120 kilometers per hour and he's speaking in tongues, what is his safety? His safety will only be an instruction. And this is where a lot of us miss it. Holy Ghost! This year, Kagura, Kagura, Kagura. Okay, so you are done. Amen. Okay, what did God say? Um, I, I didn't hear. Okay, so why were you shouting? Why were you shouting if you didn't hear? The only thing that would save that person at that time is praying and listening to the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost says, turn back. turn back and he listens to God and turns back that is when it will work and this would bring us to number two if we must change our seasons number two obedience to God obey God if you must change seasons in your life obey God imagine what would have happened to Isaac if Isaac didn't obey God the famine was there. He was about to go to Egypt where there was already a prophecy that his family will be slaves for 400 years. He was already on the wrong direction. And at that time, I was very, I'm very sure that there's food in Egypt. That's why he wanted to go there. There was already a curse waiting to happen that anyone from this family that enters Egypt 400 years, you will be a slave. And he was on his way there. Suddenly, God spoke. Listen, listen. If you are listening to me here, you obeyed God and it failed. Listen, you or whoever that told you that thus hear the Lord did not hear correctly, or you did not obey correctly. If you obeyed God and it failed, you and the person that told you God said it did not hear God correctly or did not interpret correctly or you yourself did not obey God correctly. God doesn't fail. Not maybe, not sometimes, no. 100% sure it doesn't fail. The Bible says in the book of Numbers that God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. Have he not said it? Will he not do it? Have he not declared it? Will he not make it good? I don't know why God is doing me like this. Why is God leaving me? Why have God? No, 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 no. No, it's not God. No. Go check your principles. Go check your family. And I've said it to us again and again. Some things, even as, as far as there are demonic attacks involved, are demons so powerful that God cannot redeem you out of demons and witches? No. But the problem is you that claim to be for God and with God, you are not obeying God. You are not following God's principles. You are not listening to God's voice accurately. And let me say this to you. 
one of the mistakes we make in hearing God's voice is that you believe you cannot hear God. So you must go to, for somebody to ask, what is God saying? Going to somebody to ask what God is saying, as good as it is, most times it should be, the response should be a confirmation to what God has said about your life. So when the word now comes, and it, it, is, it, it has no connection to what God has told you, go back and pray again. All right? Because the Bible said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, it shall be established. I have received some instructions from some people. Oh, look at what God is saying. And I said, that's not what God told me. That's not what God told me. And this is what I dreamt. This is what I saw. People have come to me. I had this dream. I don't even respond. That's not what God showed me. Oh, I dreamt and I saw that uh, you died. And okay, what you saw was correct for you. But that's not what God showed me. What God showed me is superior to whatever you saw. And I always win. I always win. It's no arrogance. It's no pride. I know the voice of my father. I'm not a bastard. 2024, what has God told you? So you see why you are confused? You see why you are running left to right, pillar to post? You don't even know what to do till now. What has God told you for the year? What are you challenging your energy on? If God has spoken to you, all your money will not be entering everywhere. Your money will enter into what God has said. If God said his school, your money will go there. If God said his ministry, your money will go there. If God said his travel, your money, but your money just scattered. You can't even, because you don't even know what to do. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. Why some of us are assuming what God is saying? Hear, hear me. Hearing God is not difficult. And let me say this to us. It is not every time you hear a voice. My son, my son. My daughter, my daughter. It is not every time you get a dream. Alright? It is not every time you have to run to a prophet. Stay in the place of prayer. Stay. If you pray accurately, you will hear God. Sometimes it just comes like a desire. It just you just you just feel like it is time now to um, expand my business. It is time now to travel. And this country like like things. No no no. This place now is out of my body. And hear me. When you don't obey at the right time, the feeling will also go. The feeling will go. It means God has already left that case. God have already removed his hand now from that travel. So the next thing you do, I will now begin to try other things when it's not working. After five years that God have already taken off his hand when he would have supported you, is when you now go and get a visa and you travel, you now enter the country. Life is hard. Life becomes hard. Life becomes hard. Ah, I see the prophets five years ago, they told me I have to go um, to UK. Now I'm in UK, nothing is working. Oh, where is God? Where is God? I can't even get a job. I My friend, calm down. Right now, all you need is to get back to the place of prayer, get back to the place of fasting, asking God for mercy, and ask God for the next direction. Father, what do you want me to do? Father, what do you want me to do? Listen, listen. Give attention to your intuitions. Give attention to the desires in your heart after prayer. They are always 95% correct. 
give attention except you didn't pray if actually you prayed when i mean pray you prayed you know your spirit prayed all of your the desire that come to your you will think oh sometimes we, we because we are not matured oh i will just something is telling me i'm i was just feeling like i should just go and start that business suddenly a prophecy come god said do this ah no wonder i've been thinking about it because you prayed god have released a desire so a confirmation is now coming and prophecies will come easily to those that pray. But see those who don't pray. Prophecy always become, check yourself, you are here now, you don't pray. All the prophecies you have received, tell me how many have come to pass. Number two, tell me how many did you write down and you are taking serious. None. None. It is common with those who don't pray. They don't take any prophecy serious because they are waiting for another one to come very soon. Not knowing is an assignment. It's a, a, a journey, it's a battle that must be fought. Obey God. And obeying God starts from hearing God accurately. I pray for you, 2024, may you hear the voice of God correctly in the name of Jesus. May you hear the voice of God correctly. In the name of Jesus. When God wants to speak to you, He can get things mingled up in your thought. He can get things mingled up in your heart. Suddenly, you begin to get a burning desire suddenly to call somebody. Let me ask you a question now. Has this ever happened to you? Suddenly, you were thinking of somebody, then they now called you, or they now came to your house. Or you were planning, thinking of how to call somebody, suddenly the person now called you. Has it ever happened to you? How many of you? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. So a lot of you. Okay. Now let me tell you what is happening. Let me tell you what is happening. It simply means you are prophetic. You are just the one that is stubborn. All right. That is a sign of somebody that has an inherent prophetic ability. Okay. It's a sign that you are prophetic. It is you that you're waiting for the title of prophet before you will now know that you are a prophet. But you are not using it. How do you mature it? Staying in the place of prayer and Bible study. You will realize, hey God, when I tell you I can't be poor, this is part of my secret too. Suddenly, my wife will just be there. The moment I be, ah, I, I, I just, I, I need money. I want money. Sometimes I don't even have what I need, need the money for. But I begin to sense in my spirit that money is coming. So what do I do? I begin to talk about money every day. If you come, you call me on phone, no? you come to my house, so I'm talking about money. Give me two weeks maximum. Give me maximum of two weeks. I'm not saying it out of complaint or worry. No, 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 no. I'm trying to activate what I felt in my spirit. Give me max of two weeks. I'm not talking of small money to buy phone or to buy this. No, no, no. Give me max of two weeks. The kind of money that we drop. Many of you are prophetic in nature. You are wasting your gift. That same prophetic activity that happened in you for somebody to call you can make you rich. That same prophetic activity that happened in you, we're just worried about thinking about somebody, suddenly the person came, that same thing can help you decide who to get married to. The problem is you refuse to take the right direction. Let me give you a practical example now. 
For example, you are trying to decide, should I travel? Should I stay in Ghana? Should I travel? Should I stay in Ghana? You don't know what to do. Get into prayer. Whether in the day, whether in the night. The night will be good because it's usually a quiet time. Take out one hour or two hours every day and pray. Father, what should I do? What should I do? Should I travel? Should I stay? Should I travel? Should I stay? Pray that prayer. Three days, four days, seven days. Let it consume you. All right? Don't just take impulse and emotional decisions. You will fail in life. You will keep making mistakes. You will suffer as if God is dead. Ask the Holy Spirit. Take out three days. Take out five days, seven days. Pray. Pray. Holy Spirit, what do I do? What do I do? Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Or is marriage? Should I marry? Should I not marry? Listen, one thing that are going to happen to you, number one, is that one of the answers is going to be very loud in your spirit. One of them will be very loud in your spirit. That is the right answer. The kind of loud, it, listen now, the kind of loud, the loudness is going to come with peace, not with fear. If there is fear, then that one is not the right answer. The loudness will come with peace, number one. Number two, oftentimes you get a dream. Some other times, suddenly you begin to think about one particular one. It's just coming into your mind. Suddenly, it just appears in your mind. Suddenly, that's, that's how you hear God do. It says it will give you an answer of peace. This is how you hear God. So by the time you are not going to somebody, I want to know what God is saying about this thing. You've already heard God. So by the time somebody, okay, this is what God is saying. You now get a confirmation. Now you are surer than you can take, you can risk all your life. But we just take a decision and just move life and as if God is not there. So right now you are suffering and you are not praying and you're, oh, I don't know, pressuring and pushing. Oh, I don't know where God is. God is not answering me. Oh God, you want me to die like this? Listen, God is, listen, listen, listen. All your emotion does not move God. Your threat does not move God because God have laid down principles for you to follow and save your life. If you refuse to take them, he will be looking at you. Oh God, so you don't care about me. God, see, if you allow this to happen, I will no more be a Christian. God will not move. He won't move. I tell you the truth. He won't move. If anything now changed, it was not what you said that made God got emotional or God became afraid and now changed. No, somebody somewhere prayed a correct prayer for you or God started to show you mercy. That, that's all. So don't think I come and threaten God. Oh, Father, this year, you're looking at me. If I don't get married then, oh, if I don't... The right question should have been, Father, where is my marriage? Am I in the city where my marriage... Because you might just be there and you're just living there in Accra, but your marriage is somewhere at, uh, what is it called? Burkina Faso. Suddenly, God tells you, take a vacation. And suddenly, you are feeling in your spirit, vacation, vacation, vacation. Sometimes, you, you, you didn't even hear clearly. You didn't even hear, but it's just heavy, your spirit, vacation. To we are Burkina, uh -uh. your friends are asking you, vacation to Burkina Faso. There's Seychelles. There's uh, France. There's um, uh, South Africa. Burkina Faso. See, that's what I'm feeling. And that's what I saw. That's what I heard. Burkina Faso. And everybody is laughing, laughing. You picked, you picked your, your, your bags, buy your ticket, you go to Burkina Faso, and you don't even know anywhere so clearly. You went online, got somewhere, 
and you go there while you go to Burkina Faso. From the airport, you met a guy. Hello, hi. Where are you, where are you from? I'm from Ghana. I just came. Oh, I meet you. I came from holiday. Where are you lodging? I'm lodging at um, Hotel A and B. I'm lodging there too. Wow. Um, they're talking, talking, talking about life and career. Before you know, that's how you came back engaged and you are married. Your problem is you don't want to hear God. You just want to be angry. Some of you are bitter with God, not angry. If at me, I've forgotten everything about marriage. I don't want to do it again. Whether God give me, listen, listen, listen. All those things, it won't change you. All those things, it won't change anything. It will not affect God. It will not affect the church. It will, mm -mm, no, it won't affect anything. You better sit down now to start asking God questions. What are you saying? What do I do, Lord? Where do I go, Lord? Grabadasa. I've been married now for 10 years. Oh God, why am I not having a child? What do you want me to do, Lord? What do I do, Lord? Whatever that happens, Lord, I trust you. I love you. But Father, what should I do? Give me an instruction. What do I do? Give me an God could just say, calm down. That could be all. Calm down. God could just say, go and build me a church. God could just say, go and buy a plot of land, give to an orphanage. God will just say, go and adopt two children. And if you don't hear God accurately, you say, that means God said, he will not give me a child again. So um, let me just go and adopt two children. Those are my own. You now adopt them, give them the name you would have given to your children and stop sleeping with your husband. Then you now abort God's original plan. But God is saying, I want to give you your own child. But I want to see first, if you adopt two children, will you be able to take care of what I want to give you? Because the child I want to bring for you, they are prince and princesses. Adopt two. Let me test you to know whether you can cater for them. But you not block it and say, ah, that is what God meant. Ask Abraham, Abraham and Sarah, they did the same thing. When Hagar gave birth to Ishmael, say, okay, God, we are done. God said, no, you are not done, no. I told you I will give you a child. They said, look at the child and say, no, that's your child, not my child. I said, I'm going to give you a child of promise. He will be one man, but many nations. You will not give birth to a child. You will give birth to a nation in one man. God, forget that one. No. God said, no, that one you give. It's not my property. That's your own. It's not my promise. Many of us have carried what looked like God's promise. Many of us. It looks like. The prophecy comes. Young lady, God is giving you a Range Rover in, two, in the next few days or few years. Glory to God. And you walk out. Suddenly you met a man somewhere. You guys began to talk. I love you. I love you. I like you. I like you. This, that, 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 that. I will give you a Range Rover. Suddenly your heart beats. Wow. That's the prophecy. You see, uh, you know, uh, we are just guys, guys, guys. Let's just catch some fun and just come and spend the night with me and all of that and all of that. And you went and you slept with the person and the Range Rover now came. Listen, that Range Rover is no more the one God promised you. That is your range of and not God's own. What do you put type in amen? I don't know what your amen is coming from. That Range Rover is no more the one God promised you. That is your own Range Rover that you received. So in God's eyes, in God's calendar, you have no Range Rover. It's still hanging in the realms of the spirit, still waiting for you. 
you don't have a Range Rover. So you are driving cruising. Oh, you come to church. Praise the Lord. Papa gave a, a prophecy to me last year that somebody will give me a Range Rover. Oh, God is good, my sister. You see, if you have not believed this God, believe God though. Oh, thank Papa. God will bless you. You will live long. See, eh? you must believe in this anointing. See, I just went there. I was walking and I met a man. I saw Papa describe it and the man now came and now gave me a Range Rover. You didn't share the whole testimony. You didn't share all. Uh, you met the man. He just gave you the range. He didn't tell us all that happened now. So better don't come for the testimony. All right? Just enjoy the dividends. Don't come for the testimony. Okay? So if you are here, anytime you get that kind of testimony, don't send it to me to share. All right? Don't send it to me to share. Just enjoy your dividends. What he has said? Just enjoy it. You've gotten your reward. You've gotten your result. All right? Because that's not God's reward anymore. Don't send it to me. Don't bother to come and share testimony. Just keep it. Listen, in obedience, it is important that you are prompt. All right? It is improper, important that you are prompt in obedience. Half obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. If you delay half, it is disobedience. If you delay late, it is disobedience. Okay? Obey God until you now understand the dealing of God. There are things somebody will come and tell me now that um, God is the one doing this in my life. I don't need to pray. I will tell you no, it's not God. I've obeyed God enough that I now understand God's dealing. You now come say, I want to divorce my wife. Why? Say, God asked me to. It is not possible. The prophet can tell you divorce your wife because he has seen that your wife will soon kill you. Or things. It's not God that said. He said it while he was hearing God. I want to eat my tithe. God told me I should eat my tithe. Or God told me I should give my tithe to orphans. It is against the scripture. God does not say anything opposite his word. Never. A church can be the doctrine out of it. Be the doctrine that said, you see, your tithe must not go to church. In our church, you must not pay tithe here. You can take it to orphans, take it to widows. It is not scriptures. God does not contradict his word. Many of us must get to a point where we can differentiate the voice of a pastor, the doctrine of a church, and the word of God. Don't, get, don't be childish to grab everything together and say it's God. January is first fruit. And you say, God says, I my first fruit to go and um, um, do this thing. It's not God, though. It's not God. It's not God. Obey God. Obey God until you now know God's dealing. And what happens to you at that moment is that you hear God very fast because God can now trust you. God knows. The funny thing about hearing God is that when God tells you, dance, and you don't dance, He tells you again another time, sing. You didn't sing. He tell you other time, go and walk. You didn't walk. Then he's going to stop talking to you because he can't trust you. Okay? You want God to trust you. Be quick in obedience. God now know. okay, this guy, I know he always listens to me. He always obeys. So I'm going to speak a lot. I'm going to speak a lot. You are somebody who hears God and you are afraid to talk. 
God tell you, go and tell that person that she will die. You didn't tell her she died. Go and tell that woman that she will get miscarriage. You didn't go, she had it. Go and tell that person, I'm seeing an accident. You should be careful. You didn't tell the person, God will stop talking to you. Because you are not, if you want to hear God smooth and swift, be quick in obeying God, be accurate in obeying God, then if God asks you to pass a message, be quick in passing the message. Else, you're going to be in trouble. Hearing God is not a big deal. We are the one that has made it a big deal. Number three, you must deal with powers behind the scene. Deal with powers behind the scene. If you want to change seasons in your life, you must deal with the powers behind the scene. Amen. Deal with the powers behind the scene. Listen, there are powers that cause famine. There are powers that cause hardship. That you've done everything right. You are doing everything right. But yet, the result is not forthcoming. Can we read the book of Matthew 16, 21 to 23? Matthew 16, 21 to 23. If somebody getting something tonight, are you getting something tonight? Are you getting something tonight? Matthew 16, 21 to 23. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Verse 22, Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Alright, verse 23, But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savourest not the things that be of God, but those that be... He didn't give me complete... Can I get verse 23 complete? Those that be of men. Alright. So you don't take the things that be, you can't discern those things that be of God, but the things of men. So now, this is spiritual warfare. Everyone pay attention. If you read earlier, verse 8, 9, thereabout, Christ began to ask, who do men say that I am? This one said you are Peter. This one said you are John. You are Elijah. You are this. You are that. He said, who do you say that I am? And Peter stood up and said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. So in a summary, Peter has the ability and the accuracy of hearing the voice of God. But a few moments later from verse 21 that we began to read from, the Bible said, Christ began to talk about how he will soon die, how he will be buried, he will be resurrected. And Peter came and began to tell him, stop it, you will not die, you will not die. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, Satan, get thee behind me. Hold on. How can Jesus call Peter, his assistant pastor, Satan? Jesus saw into the realms of the spirit that it was not Peter that was talking. Because few minutes ago, 
Peter had God. And if Peter was still hearing God accurately, Peter would have known that I, Jesus, I came to die. I'll be buried. I'll be resurrected. So for him to be rebuking my assignment, then actually he's not God that is talking to him anymore. So, 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 if you are not careful, the same you that heard God can also hear Satan. Let's get that balance first now. If you are not careful, the same you that heard God, that Satan can speak to you. One vessel, different voices. That is why if you are a minister, you must be careful in saying, thus say the Lord, and be sure you are in the atmosphere so that you will not say what God is not saying. So a prophet gave you prophecy, a prophecy last year, last two years, very accurate, very correct. Next time you came and he gave you a word and the word, opposite of the word was what happened and you are confused. At that time he gave that word, it was not in the spirit or another spirit has taken over him. And most of us like to pressure men of God to hear God. A man of God will be preaching in a service on the altar, you'll just be quiet after service, I have to go and see him. He's preaching. That is where the anointing is being released. The power. No, after service, I must go. So when he has left the altar, there is no oil, there is no fire. You now come forcing the man. So most times they give you answers in the flesh. 